Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, July 17th, 2022. Welcome to another episode of the Now Mind You podcast. We are another at one. episode 28 manga, two episodes away from 30, right? Mm-hmm. Episode 28 manga. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. And today we got a little bit of a shorter manga episode for you, but uh, Matt will get into the course. But next week it's going to be a little thick. Uh, that being yeah. said, Right for the docket today, we got Hajime no Ippo and the return. Even though we did like our podcast didn't exist back when it originally ran, but the return of Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man Part Two, and you know to top it all off, we still have our topic of the week, which this week what's it looking like, Matt? Um, this week we are discussing what will be joining our rotation that we'll be discussing. So we have a few titles that we'll be going over TJ and I'll both kind of give our thoughts and uh, maybe we'll make a decision in this episode or maybe next episode, you guys will figure out which one it is. Right. Ooh. (laughs) 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 Let's get into it. Uh, Matt, without wasting any more time, do you take us into kick in the dough? Yes, Uh, sir. We got Hajime no Ippo, (laughs) which essentially is called as he is. Right. But it really should be called Funeral March, if you ask Jesus me. Jesus Christ. Because, <laughs> bro. I get it. <laughs> I get it. it. It seems like everybody knows but one person. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, you know, you should, you're supposed to believe in yourself. Um, so the chapter is 1388, as he is. And where we pick up, there's uh, they're all still running. So Wally Vorg. Uh, Ipo and Sendo all get in their um, all getting their cardio in, mm-hmm. in a young run through the park, mm-hmm. and Vork still cannot seem to get over Wally being all over the place. Um, you know, Wally's kicking his shoes off and jumping around, and they also bring up the altitude, which actually I thought was a really good it's a good thing to add because I never really, I don't necessarily say I didn't think about it, but it's never really been brought up. And it's definitely a factor in a fight that they're fighting in Mexico city 100%. and Mexico city is like 2,200 meters above sea level. Yeah. So that air is different. Yeah. Um, if you've ever been a person that's done anything at altitude in any way, shape or form, like you, you would understand it's not a regular thing. Right. Um, And they essentially were just talking about how that may or may not affect uh, Wally's fight with Vorg and that, you know, Wally really has a a huge undertaking ahead of him. And uh, the two coaches were also talking about uh, Brian Hawk, you know, being a a previous, uh, what would you say, previous fighter? Yeah, because Brian like quit fighting, didn't he? Yeah, Takamura quit, made him quit. Yeah, so, you know, previous, uh, one of his previous fighters that he had under his stable and um, essentially talking about the difference kind of between Wally and Brian Hawk and that Wally learned a lot from his loss from Ipo, pretty much learning about the, the resolve that fighters have, or more specifically, the resolve of Japanese people, which... I mean, it, it, was that not kind of how it came off? Was that kind of what you were saying? 100%. Like Japanese fighters? Um, just kind of how they have their resolve and what have you. And what he took from that and 
how that could potentially help him. And then there was obviously a little bit of Epo and Sendo talking about the altitude thing. And that also kind of was like, did y'all not notice this last time y'all was here? Right. Right. But then again, that maybe they weren't in Mexico City. Right. When they when they uh you know, like when Sendo went to that gym and all that. So maybe mm-hmm. that wasn't the case, but you know, Sendo's like, don't you notice the difference? And Epo's like, I'm Superman, so not really, but yeah, I guess. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I guess my body for always regular heavy. humans. <laughs> yeah, right. he's just like, doesn't your body feel kind of heavy, even though you could breathe? It's like, dog, I've been wearing weights for two years. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, training at a hundred times Earth's gravity, no biggie. Right. Um, but Sendo brings up a good point. He's like, Wally is cool and all that. Wally, like, has a good chance he's super skilled. He said, Wally is missing one thing, and that's bloodlust, mm-hmm. which isn't too far off from, you know, essentially what Takamura has said that Ipo was missing. Uh-huh. And, and it isn't bloodlust specifically, but it's like, he's not a monster. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't have that, that kill in him to be like, no, I'm taking this dude's head off. Right. You know, his thought process is win. And we already know, like, for Wally, he's just having fun. And Sendo was just like, that just having fun shit is just not going to cut it with Ricardo. Right. Um, which still remains to be seen, but, you know, we'll see. And then we also got our first face-off with uh, Ricardo and Wally. You know, Wally sticks his tongue out at him and all that stuff. And, mm. you know, the press kind of asks a few questions. And, you know, uh, not Sendo, I'm sorry. Ricardo basically is just like, I don't know a lot about this guy. Um I'm sure the fight's gonna be fine, but this belt isn't going anywhere. Yeah, the belt's I can't not make, changing hands. I can't make any predictions, but here's yeah. a prediction. <laughs> I have no prediction, like about what round or how I'm gonna beat them. But the one thing I can tell you is I'm gonna still be the champion. Right. Um, and then kind of further proving their point about Wally. Like I said, you know, he sticks his tongue out at Ricardo and all that, and he's just like, I don't care about getting the belt. I'm just excited to fight and. You know, we're going to see what comes from that. And I don't know. That was kind of a look on Wally's face I'd never seen before. Yeah. Where he'd like, you know, the one thing I will say is every fighter, and it, this is kind of like, you know, that was the end of the chapter. And I'm just going to kind of semi-review it. I've kind of done the review and explanation at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I will say, and I somewhat disagreed with Sendo on, is he was talking about the bloodlust thing. And like, that kind of doesn't apply for every fighter. Yeah, if, I if, wanna, if you that's a point I had as well, yeah, yeah. Like, some guys have to do that. Some guys are more dangerous when they're enjoying themselves than if they're like, oh, I'm gonna take this dude out. And right. especially knowing the things that we know Wally has learned and like, the people, Wally hasn't been training with scrubs. You know right. what I'm saying? And he's giving extremely talented people a very hard time. Right. Now, granted, he's not going to be able to jump up on the ropes and all that and all of those things. But that that might still be up in the air. Not to not to interrupt, but remember, yeah. like uh, Coach Dan Key, no, uh, Coach Zale, Miguel Zale mm-hmm. said that there are special rules surrounding this too, which I'd imagine might be giving Wally a little bit of freedom, right? Concerning like how he can how how his style works in this ring, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean. Look, he was doing, even when he fought Epo, he was kind of doing some shit that's not really legal, like jumping up and oh, pulling himself across with the ropes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right. he can change direction. Like, and obviously, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a manga and all that's fantasy. So I understand that. So mm-hmm. I, it definitely made me more interested in the fight. I, 
I'm just going to go with not necessarily a prediction because obviously Ricardo's not losing this belt. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think Wally is going to pose more of a challenge than he's expecting only for the fact that he's going to be doing shit that no one does. Right. And, you know, and then. Yeah, but then Ricardo's the going to lean forward with his, like, controller, and it's like a wrap in 0.2 seconds. Exactly. You know? He's going <laughs> to be like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a good warm-up. <laughs> the guillotine's going to drop. Um, but I think he's yeah. going to really be, I think this is all, as we've been saying, like, really for a while now, especially if you guys have been following us, all this is really, this is the road to get Epo against Ricardo again. Right. right. Because he keeps finding out that all of these people have lost to Epo. And he's just like, I, he can't fathom that. It's like, what is going on? Like, who is this dude? Mm-hmm. And I think even after he beats Wally, he's going to be like, how the hell did this kid beat this guy? Right. You know what I'm saying? I think... Right. This is kind of a bold prediction. I think it's going to take him more rounds than it took Epo mm. to stop Wally. That is bold. Um, and I think that's going to pique his interest on, you know, Epo himself. Mm-hmm. It should be like, wait a minute. If he did this this fast and I didn't, because obviously, you know, they'll always throw that thing in there. And that's always a thing in fighting, even though it's kind of like, it's kind of a funny stat, kind of like a, kind of an unfair way to kind of scale people like right. oh well you didn't stop this guy but i did or you but it didn't. also like disregards the improvements any fighter could have made between you know event a and event b right like exactly, wally yeah yeah like he did so we'll see but yeah you know but we'll see if ricardo gets him out of there in less than eight you know so that's bold when, ass uh, proclamation but that's yeah. when he did it but yeah, yeah. man uh yeah. It's on you. What, yeah. what, what are your thoughts? How you Even feel? in your proclamation, it's like, no, Ricardo's not losing. Let's not, let's not, let's not let's, act crazy. Yeah, let's not get silly <laughs> let's not here. Act crazy. I don't know. Uh, but. G may know Ricardo out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I I okay, so starting from the top. Uh, why can't Vorg just let Wally be Wally? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wally's just trying to not be a slave to the foot prisons that are shoes. You feel me? Let him have that. Uh no, but they're high key behaving like siblings. It's like like Warrior is just that doting older brother. It's like, come on, man, get it, get it together, man. You can't be out here doing this foolishness. Think of your future. You know, uh, I mm-hmm. thought the back and forth, the bickering was hilarious. Um, I didn't know that Ricardo basically grew up like a Kenyan, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> let me mess around and find out that this man runs marathons to like warm up. Like Ricardo's just like yeah. on some like other level. Like yeah, I just go up and down the mountain a few times, you know. It's a good way to stay in shape. <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? like just break, get a little sweat going. Get a little, just a little sweat. You know what I mean? Like not like just a little sweat. Like homies, he comes out, his clothes look still dry. He's like, yeah, you know, got the blood pumping and everything. Mm-hmm. Interesting though that we are learning about Ricardo's upgroup uh, upbringing. I feel like that was never really brought up before, unless right. I'm misremembering. Um, no. And how similar it is to Epo's, but like somewhat like, think of it like two sides of the same coin. Epo grew up running a fishing business with his mom, and as far as we know, was his dad's business. Like they, had, they essentially carried it on after his dad's passing at sea, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how far back the the fishing business in the Makunochi family goes, but you know. Just like Ipo, Ricardo entered the game with a very strong foundation of physical conditioning. 
right? So it's like mm-hmm. we're seeing like some very strong similarities in that, oh, these two might actually end up being the perfect matchup for one another in that sense. Um, or at least yeah, just because of their natural the similarities, yeah, the similarities of their, their story, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Dan Kichi and of course, uh, Coach Dan Kichi and of course, uh, Coach Zale or Zale, depending on like how it's meant to be pronounced, uh, from the Romaji to English, right? But once again, Dan Kichi is pointing out the things that we have all said out loud, right? It's like, bro, you really think y'all got a chance? Um, I didn't know, or again, I maybe forgot because 1388, that's 1,388 chapters, right? Mm-hmm. Ricardo requested Wally, Wally himself, right? Uh, this could be some, like, kind of going back to the point you made before you handed the bike over to me, but this could be some, like, Eisen-esque planning. Why? It looks like Ricardo is playing chess. Like, let him just go ahead and grab some significant opponents of Makanochi, right? Gets mm-hmm. past Wally. Gets past Sendo. Let's be real. He's going to get past Sendo. Uh, and maybe add in a pinch. Like, if, you're, if you if you see him, like, cooking up this recipe, right? He adds in a pinch of a direct call-out. We got a nice pot of Makunochi comeback stew, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the pinch of the direct call-out might not even be necessary. Like, at that point, Ipo is like, it might be my turn. But, you know, knowing Ipo, he's, he might just be too humble and look down upon himself. He might actually need that call-out. Um... And then Kumi is going to be like, no. <laughs> and Ipo's going to be like, we're done. No, that's not right. Yeah, she's going to be like, he, better, uh, <laughs> he can't ever go to Mexico again. She's <laughs> right. definitely going to tweak on him after this. 100%. Um, the conclusion of the coach conversation, though, it all low-key comes back to Ipo. Low-key. Um, yeah. And again, I'll say it one more time. I'm curious about the special rules for uh, Wally versus Martinez. Sendo... Matt pointed this out. I'm going to rehash it. It sounded a lot like Takamura when he was talking about that bloodlust, right? The monster yeah. line, basically. Like I, I too, I had that flashback to the line he drew on the grass, which, by the way, is still there to the best of our knowledge, right? Like, mm-hmm. the grass is growing around it. Um, let, me, let me see something. I, like, I thought Sendo going, or no, I thought uh, Ricardo saying, I have no real prediction on what kind of match we'll have. As of right now, I can say I'm rehashing. Uh, don't get it twisted. He's going to be a great zoologist. Loosely translated, that's what mm-hmm. Ricardo was saying. I thought it was kind of weird that they had that panel with Sendo, but I guess it makes sense too if you look at the last panel. But Sendo, like a page or two before saying, Wally has no killer instinct, but then contemplates the thought of Ricardo losing the belt complicating his journey to getting that belt really just fighting ricardo um mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting but then that look while he has it's like okay maybe that's morikawa just telling us like hey he might have that killer instinct in him after all like have we ever seen him make this face before and then he's like i don't care about the belt but nah <laughs> you know he's yeah. like nah uh you also never want to see a person that's like a typically happy and you know bright person suddenly go dark Something like, go full Fushiguro. Yeah. No, yeah. Once yeah. that happens, once that happens, no oftentimes there's no going back. <laughs> like, it's like Batman with the no kill rule, although he's tripping when it comes to the Joker. Neither here nor there. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, that's all I had about Epo, man. You want, should we go to the the next one? Let me take a deep breath first. Shit. Do what you gotta do, Playboy. Ooh, all, all right, right, man. Chainsaw man. Datsuki Fujimoto, chapter 98, the beginning of part two, title, Bird and War. The title is very apt 
in that you literally have those two things. Uh, previous chapter's last panel. I'm currently going through a reread of Chainsaw Man, so it was nice kind of going down memory lane. I know, I know. Well, you kind of know why. I, I don't want to yeah. spoil it on here, but you know why. Um, re, uh, reread chapter 97 and 96, just to remind myself of what went down uh, toward the end of part one. But essentially, where we at last, last, last uh, spot we left at, right? Ding dong, Makima's dead, but the controlled devil reincarnated. Denji's a cannibal and a certified superhero. Now, if you you know why Denji's a cannibal, if you read all yeah. of Jade's on that, dude, that was a, a truly Fujimoto ending to that part. Uh, let me get into a little summary. We got a time skip, right? Enough time has passed where Chainsaw Man is the norm, right? We even see a little mm -hmm. bit of merch uh, with the Chainsaw Man face or whatever on it, right? We open up in a classroom where the students are There's introduced food. to a, yeah, to a chicken devil to learn how precious life is. Our focus in particular is on a character of Asam Mitaka, one of the high school students who having lost their parents to a devil is refusing to participate in these class activities. Bucky the chicken devil, <laughs> sorry, is able to bring her around, but right when things are going her way in true Fujimoto fashion, the other shoe drops. Let's get into this review. And boy, that shoe drops heavy, man. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like a steel toe Tim. Um, but before going too deep into the review, Matt had to take a deep breath. Uh, on behalf of myself, I just want to say that I read this whole chapter with my butt cheeks clenched. <laughs> right? Like just mad anxiety while I waited for that other shoe to drop. I forgot about the comedic aspects of this manga, especially after the back-to-back -back one shots of Fujimoto's. But this chapter just escalated quick, like like no no slow descent, no slow ascent, just straight escalation. Uh, Bucky the chicken. Let's just talk about Bucky the chicken real quick. The chicken puns and the fact that there's still blood in this chicken devil, because like you see, like when the neck leans forward a little bit, there's some blood dripping. <laughs> I was just yeah, like, I'm just like wow, wow, yeah, like. That whole chicken devil thing is hilarious. Uh, there's demons for damn near everything you can think of in this universe. Uh, yeah. Now, there's for sure been some type of time skip, right? Uh, because again, like I mentioned, we got the chainsaw merch, so it's like a chainsaw man burger or whatever. Um, awesome, Mitaka, I don't know if you felt this too, but was giving me strong Bruce Wayne, year one Bruce Wayne and the Batman vibes. Like, this city is corrupt. I mm -hmm. wish Chainsaw Man and Bucky would just hurry up and die, right? Her yeah, parents she hated every damn devil. thing. Dude, I was hearing that like fucking song from the Batman that like while she's mm -hmm. going through like her monologues, whatever. Uh, but we're given all this background, obviously, so we can empathize with where she's coming from, right? Like that's usually what happens. Mm -hmm. um, those panels of the class deciding not to kill Bucky and the teacher having tears in his eyes and then all of them going to play soccer after the teacher essentially says class dismissed. That was so corny, but so fucking funny. Yeah. Especially like what it's juxtaposed with, right? You could see Bucky's death coming a mile away. And, you know, it gets revealed later on that the class president tripped Asa. But damn, dude, that was oddly gory for just a fall slash crush. Like all those entrails, bro? Like off of that, like... Man. I didn't I didn't expect that much gore. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, and of course it's like right when she makes that turnaround mentally, 
Like you could hear the silence in all those panels. Like when she goes to school the next day, right? When she literally gets up from Buggy's like exploded corpse or whatever. It's just like- mm, The silence is deafening. Deafening, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, they set up a whole funeral marker, like a, a whole tombstone, like a cross for Buggy. That made me laugh hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> now we're getting into the, to the parts where the shoe's about to drop, right? Red flag number one, why are a student and teachers showing up after hours to another student's house, right? Mm. Uh, Let's talk about it. The the teacher, Tanaka, is just straight up gross. Like, it, the reveal, oh, dude, the man. reveal about that relationship, I was like, yeah, well, this is a Fujimoto manga. What was I expecting? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. That was just one of them. Shoes, shoes, plural, drop. Um... The class president's transformation made me think of Akira when Tetsuo lost yep. control. Uh, Same. Why is it that these devil names oftentimes don't match up with the imagery? Justice devil? That's not what she looked like. She did not look like justice. She looked like... That's neither here nor there. I'm going to just say, remember right. the Tanuki from Ayashiman? I'm going to leave it there. Uh, mm. uh, I did not need to see her face get ripped to shreds. Uh, but you saw it. But I saw it. I did <laughs> see it. Like, dude, the 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 detail was just like, bro. Like, why? Why would you know how to draw this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hope you had no. I was just like, I was this. like, what was his frame of reference? Yeah. Like, what were I you googling? You no what were these images? Do you are you like? I don't even use incognito anymore. They know oh. who I am. <laughs> it's like I don't yeah. know. It's like you got to be on some list, but. That was just like, especially the detail on the eyeballs, bro. I was like, that's mm-hmm. that's too far even for me. Um, but Chainsaw Man is actually tame compared to Fujimoto's other works. But that's a conversation for another time. It sure um, is. <laughs> so I thought Mitaka, Mitaka was for sure dead. And I thought that she became the war devil's fiend. Although the war devil was like, yo, if you want to survive, your body belongs to me. And she's like, what? Like, how? Who? Um, and then it like cuts to her getting up. She's got these funky scars on her face now and it's war devil time. So if you remember, well, not if you remember, but power, right? Power in part one, she was a, a what they call a fiend, right? In the sense that she was a corpse that a devil uh, power, which was like a blood devil took over, right? Mm. So I'm like, okay, as far as we know, when war devil presented itself, Mitaka was still alive, but do we? did she accept this contract or did War Devil just take over her body? Either way, it's not a huge point right now. I just thought I'd bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the War Devil takes over, man, her eyes, Mitaka's eyes are very reminiscent of Makima's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with that little, that little Rinnegan thing that they got going on. Uh, and then War Devil's powers are just crazy funny in the visual punnery of War Devil's powers, but it's also like crazy nasty, dude. First thing War Devil does, goes up to pervert sensei and is like, Tanaka spinal cord sword. Huh? Huh? Pulls from his like, from his scalp. And he's like, wait, what's happening? Like next- Some real forceful Kimamaro Fine, comes and turns it into a sword. I don't know if you like kind of heard this in your head, but I like kind of heard the sound of like, like kind of like how you whip a towel. But, like she like whips that spine and just like kind of 
rigid, like goes rigid into the shape of a sword. I don't know. But keep in mind, Tanaka is still alive when she yeah. turns his spine into a sword. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the hand grenade. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That was yeah. so dumb, but so dope, Loki. Uh, bro, the absurdity of that kiss. <laughs> like, the absurdity of the chapter. Right, right. Uh, what have we lived back into our lives, CJ? <laughs> right, right. Uh, that's a good question, Matt. Uh, but we were both hyped when we got that notification. Listen, yeah. Um, why do so many demons have beef with Chainsaw Man slash the Chainsaw Devil? Now, I'm a, I, you'll notice I said Chainsaw Man and Chainsaw Devil, right? Now, War Devil or Mitaka, it's up for debate if, if uh, War Devil is currently in fiend mode or if that's Mitaka and she made that contract. But War Devil specifically said Chainsaw Man, right? So, and in the past, we've seen that if devils bring it up, it's always chainsaw devil, right? Mm -hmm. So because it seems like they made the distinction of chainsaw man, I'm wondering if this is evidence that Mitaka is still there because she did have beef with chainsaw man, right? Remember, he was one of the ones uh, that she was like, hurry up and die along with Bucky, RIP mm -hmm. Bucky. <laughs> but um I don't know if she made that contract, so I'm still leaning toward her being a fiend, but I could very well be wrong. Um, but this also brings up another question, right? What is Pochita? Uh, I still feel like part one didn't answer this, but I guess at the end of the day, you might as well just jump to the conclusion that Pochita is the chainsaw devil. But why yeah. Why was he pursued by so many? Like what was that? I feel I, I'm, I'm currently going through the reread, so like I might've just missed it, but I'm just like, why was he pursued by so many because I, I still feel like the chainsaw devil wasn't the biggest problem like gun devil alone but you know uh control devil alone but you know but like so many people had beef with chainsaw devil. Well, I shouldn't say people devils had beef with chainsaw devil so you know what I'm saying like maybe it's because chainsaw devil is like the anti-devil if you think like black clover how anti-magic versus magic maybe chainsaw yeah, devil is that, that's like, essentially what he like, is you feel me um yeah. I'm hyped for the next chapter. I might need to like pray before and after I read a chapter, but I'm hyped. Uh, what do mm -hmm. you think, man? Man, I felt like I needed back. to be baptized. <laughs> needed some Hail Marys. <laughs> I mean, I just, I had, I needed holy water after reading this chapter. Right. Um, the whole time I was reading it, as soon as I started reading it, my heart was just like in my throat because I yeah. knew I was Everybody like- Everybody just had bad anxiety, right? <laughs> yeah, the minute it was like, my name's Bucky. I'm excited to befriend you all. I was like, this is <laughs> going to be really fucking bad. Like, <laughs> the cornier it started out, the, the more afraid I was. Like I was just like, oh boy. It's like, he's really reeling us in this time. Um. It's it's cool that we're now in a world where the Chainsaw Man is like, he's known. You know what I'm right. saying? And that was pretty much where they left us off. It was like people not being, well, people hyping the Chainsaw Man basically was giving him strength, like right. in, in the last kind of go around. So like there's a Chainsaw Man, like what was that? Like a snack wrap or some shit she was yeah. eating? Like, like, like a Chainsaw Man burger or something like that? Yeah, it's yeah. like, all right. Merchandise. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's merching out. Hey, Listen, capitalism is going to succeed. Damn. <laughs> it's going to happen. 
Right. Capitalist devil. Fuck you, me. But, <laughs> oh, that would actually be a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Let me not jump too far. Ahead. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, man. I I thought the whole thing was wild. The the reveal that the teacher was sleeping with the class president, and that she was like, "Yeah, this devil told me if I tripped you and you killed Bucky, that he wouldn't like you anymore, and the teacher shouldn't like you because he'd been clapping me." And I'm I just like, like, Jesus. I was nice. like, oh, my God. And, like, Brittany was just like, yo, what's going on? My wife, she was just like, yo, what, are you all right? I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. She was like, what happened? I was like, it's this manga I'm reading. It's fine. It was like, I didn't even bother explaining it to her because it just wasn't worth it. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather allow her to stay pure, man. She didn't deserve it. She didn't make that choice. Are you, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> like, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> like, I'm not um, okay. Got to keep my wife. Bro, here. when she Get did it. the damn swipe and opened her face, mm. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did not need to see those details. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I think she agreed to the contract because mm. it wouldn't have been able to take her body. Mm. I think she was like, "Who, who are you? Fuck it, yeah." Because I don't want to be dead, and it's just right. like, cool. Also, this, this, the War Devil's power is broken. It's like, oh, so just whatever is just a weapon, you know what I'm saying? Or like, a pun, is, yeah. yeah. Spinal cord, sword, <laughs> heart grenades, like, yeah. oh shit, like you know, they get he get Fujimoto gets creative, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm curious to see what's gonna be like. How is this gonna develop? And like, now we have at least the look at what our first antagonist is gonna be for this mm-hmm. this new chainsaw man if you will so you know i'm curious about that and i'm curious about what uh you know what's up with reincarnate reincarnated uh makima but outside yeah. of that man yeah yeah you pretty much covered it all because because goddamn it's a uh, lot to unpack man last time pack uh and just unpack. like for those of you who are listening to this uh, oh spoiler warning <laughs> but uh for, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Chainsaw Man and you're trying to jump in, uh, go easy. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, if you're unfamiliar with Fujimoto's work- Don't read it, it at night. It's it's not like, it, it's not the most, uh, like, it's not the best manga we've ever read. I, I think that's a stretch, but it's just, if you're not it's used unique. to that type of manga, or it's like, if you've never delved in like the seinen adult mangas or anything like that, where there's like a little bit more like psychological stuff, um you might just want to pace yourself right uh it's no monster i haven't checked out monster yet but it's not it's not like that level i'm just saying like if you're not used to that pace yourself yeah Um, man you know also he's got some other stuff out there if you're just curious Mm -hmm. like if you want to just just dip your toe in there's uh quite a fire punch yeah which is which is out there yeah um what was it? What he had a one shot recently. Uh, I just listened to the song. But there was another one shot that was that wasn't too long ago. Yeah, I can pull it up. Hold on, let me go. Let's see, open up the Viz app. Let's go, Fujimoto. That's a key, Fujimoto. We got Goodbye Airy, which was before. Goodbye just Airy. Song. Yes, and then Look Back, which was before that. Out of the yeah. three of them. I'd say look back was probably the wildest one. Really, um, 
I still got to read Look Back. I, I mm-hmm. only read Goodbye Eerie and just listened to the song. Look yeah. Back, me, I missed look, it. Look Back at Look Back, I guess. Look, hey, <laughs> like, like, no, no, not even, no. <laughs> but, but, uh, look Back is just, Look Back. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I know yeah. who we're talking about, so yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. And if you guys are familiar with the author, you understand too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh man. With oh, that though, boy, let's segue yeah. into our topic of the, on a lighter, lighter note. Let's segue into our topic of the week, which remind us again, Matt. What were we going into? Um, our topic of the week. We are going to be discussing uh, some potential new manga that we're going to add uh, into the lineup that we discuss here on the show. So when we had uh, R.I.P. Ayashiman. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there are a few other manga that TJ and I have both been uh, reading pretty much mutually at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of get a feel for if it would, uh, I guess you could say fit within the realm of the things we cover or just if it's something that we would like to cover. So right. um, TJ, why, why don't you bring it? You, 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 know, you say some of the, uh, the manga that you were thinking about. Um, and, and before we even get there, too, I'd like to also remind folks, if you're listening, uh, that we do have an Instagram post out that reflects these manga that we're talking about. And if you have any suggestions or if you have any of these manga that you would like us to cover, too, feel free to add it uh, in the comments of that post. Or honestly, if you're on Spotify, just add it to the to the Spotify question, answer the Spotify question, because it's going to be this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have any suggestions, our only stipulations are that, hey. It's got to be something relatively new, like ideally less than 10 chapters, but I'd say cap like less than like at the max, at the most 20 chapters. Right. Because that's it has to be something that Matt and I could easily get into and be Mm -hmm. ready to like be caught up with so we can add it to our roster. If you have any suggestions. Right. This something that's like 60 plus chapters. We're like we might it it might be a while uh, and we might just flat out say no. But if you have any suggestions, feel free to either answer this post or answer this uh, episode on Spotify or hit up the post on Instagram. But mm-hmm. the series in particular that we're thinking about adding on, we got Super Smartphone, we got Rudy Dragon, and we got Aliens Area, right? Now, as far as the ones I was leaning toward, one second, because I do want to make sure we give the authors their flowers up, up, up. Let me just pull that up on my notes that I had on my phone. All right. So first one I want to talk about, we got Luri Oruri Dragon by Mazaoki Shindo, right? Now, mm-hmm. Luri Dragon, if I were to give a short synopsis, we have our main character in Luri, who is, I want to say, is she a middle schooler, right? I feel like she's yeah, a middle I'd say schooler. Middle school. And basically, she wakes up one morning and discovers that, yo, she's got horns sticking out of the out of her out of her forehead. Right. And these are sharp looking mm-hmm. horns, too. And she goes up to her mom and she's like, uh, ma, uh, I got horns sticking out of my forehead. And this is basically the start of what intrigued me the most about this series in that. And I'm not going to go too far. I don't want to give like spoilers or whatever. But spoiler free, it's like. The mom isn't surprised because you know what? And this isn't a major spoiler because you literally learned this within the first few pages. Her dad is a dragon. So our protagonist literally is part dragon. Now, essentially the appeal of this is for one, how hardcore the mom is in that 
she's handling everything in terms of making sure that her daughter uh, can not necessarily embrace the change, but her daughter still lives a normal life or a normal childhood. Mm-hmm. And the fact that every other character, not every other, every character other than uh, our protagonist and her mom that we encounter is super chill about this. Like everyone mentions it and everyone reacts to it, but not in the way that you think. So it's already coming off as slice of lifey, but there are moments of action, but I'd say it's more of like along lines of slice of life, uh, slice of life. Now me personally, I also feel like it's building up to something where a big shoe might drop uh, but it's one of the ones where it's like, I'd like to cover this. And I'd also like to say too, it's like, yes, we're looking for a new manga to uh, put into the slot, but it could also very well be like two manga. Um, I feel like we, we could we could maybe pull it off, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so that was Ruri Dragon. Another one that I think uh, is probably a little bit older out of all of our candidates so far, uh, Super Smartphone or Sugoi Smartphone, right? Now, Super smartphone, I'd say it's like how Literally Dragon is more of the slice of life. Super smartphone is more along the lines of like action mystery, more so on the mystery tip than the action tip. Because with super smartphone, you get similar to a Jujutsu Kaisen, but not on the same tier as Jujutsu Kaisen action. But similar to Jujutsu Kaisen, and actually before I even go any further, let me make sure I give the author their props. But with Super Smartphone, we have uh, Hiroki Tomisawa and Kentaro Hidano as the uh, author-artist combo, right? But in this one, what are we looking at? We have our main protagonist who goes by the name of Q, who experienced a traumatic incident when he was super young. What was the incident in question? And this is not a spoiler because this is something you learn within the first few pages of the of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, his brother, was, his younger brother was essentially kidnapped. And mm-hmm. a thing to know about Q is that he has always had a high level of intelligence. He is a genius, right? And yep. he was exhibiting and really like fully embracing his genius when he was young because he had his little brother to look after and he wanted his little brother to like be like him. And his little brother really admired him and wanted to be like him as well. But since that incident, like we literally see Q in class, the man is sleeping. He doesn't want to give it any effort. And part of it is because with all his genius, he could not solve the mystery of why his little brother disappeared, right? I mean, um, it's like super cold case too. Yeah, yeah. Like this, like we're like 14 years? No, I feel like that's too much. But at Maybe least not 14, decade, but it's definitely like, like a the trail max. went yeah. ice cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're like... We're like in the present now, he's like a high schooler and he's become a slacker. But a slacker in the sense like this man figures out how many questions he needs to answer incorrectly in order to get the bare minimum. So he's not failing, he's passing. It's turned into a game for him, right? Uh, spends most of his time storing in class. But that's that's neither here nor there because what ends up happening is that one day he looks in his bag and this new like smartphone has appeared. Right. And it's a, a Google Goo smartphone, which is obviously a parody of Google. Right. They're not even trying to hide that it's a parody of Google. But the interesting thing about these smartphones is they have the ability to access all data. And when I say all data, I mean all data, physical it's like or semi-sentient digital. semi-sentient too. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like an AI in there. But 
the interesting thing when I say all data, it's like, if let's say you have a handwritten note in your, in your office, in your personal belongings that no one has ever taken any like digital, like it hasn't been digitized, no one's taking a picture of it. Like it's a handwritten note for you. This phone can find it and read the contents of that note to you, right? Like this is a, the level of uh, access that this, this AI has. But needless to say, um, it ends up becoming a thing where this phone has a certain set of rules associated with it. So it's like, if you're looking up information, you have to basically set up your query in such a way where you kind of put the phone or like the phone had basically had kind of, like the way you would search for things on this phone is by process of elimination. You go from broad to hella specific. Now, if the information you're looking for kind of reveals information about somebody else who has a super smartphone, it's automatically going to block that info out. But the name of the game is the more points you get, like the more mysteries you can solve, the more uh, actions you do, because it's not necessarily for good too. Like you can commit some atrocities and still get points here, but the more things you solve, the more things you do with this phone that allow you to like kind of get access, do this, that, and the third, the more access you get to the phone. And right now, based on how we see things, Q's goal is to get as many points as possible so he can reopen that cold case on his brother, right? Um, we've gotten a few interesting characters showing up so far, but it's like, um, it's a strong candidate for me. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's different in that it's not just pure action. It's a little bit more cerebral. Um, but that's super smartphone. Did you have anything you want to add on super smartphone? Yeah, and actually, you big, want to even go back to Rory Dragon. My bad. No, it's all good. Uh, it's got big death note feels to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, especially where I'm at in it currently. Uh, I, I got caught up and... Yeah, a lot of it is, uh, it's a lot of suspense and things of that nature. Now, to be fair, and I'm going to put this out there, like, if you don't want to read a lot of text, this is not for you. Right, right. This, this is, because because all of it matters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. none of it isn't, in, there, not, there isn't anything that isn't really important. And there's... They're already pretty much like, what is it, like eight chapters in, and they're already playing all of this like mental chess. Shit, it might you be know. 10 chapters in that. Okay. It might be about 10. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is 10 chapters in. It's like, so it's already like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've it, already had our first big antagonist. Yeah. we He's already been introduced. Um, yeah. And even in his introduction, he pulled a, a power move, if you will. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, but now I'm kind of interested in seeing how this is going to play out because it seems like, well, I get, I don't necessarily want to spoil it. Damn, who am I becoming? I know, um, dude. This but, is crazy. It's a new day. <laughs> yeah. But it's a it, new day. It just, the plot is literally thickening each chapter. Yep. Like, it, it's not actually a thing of here's the plot and, like, we're trying to figure out how we're going to get from point A to point B. We're at point A going to point B, but we need to get to point Z because right. and like literally it just feels like every chapter a new wrinkle is getting added. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But not in not in some unnecessary way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. just you know things are getting more and more complicated. So who knows man, but I, I'm into it. Um redragon is definitely something I've, it's not like anything I've ever read or ever really entertained, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But it's something about it that just, 
it is uh it's attractive to me like the manga itself like it's keeping me kind of where I'm going to just kind of continue to read it even if it's just something that I read for fun I think I'll just continue to read it yeah same um yeah there, there's like a charm to it I can't really describe it but I also and you know TJ you, you kind of lightweight said this too it's like I, I feel like I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah right like something still isn't happening and you know what Maybe we're just traumatized by Fujimoto, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe right. we are traumatized by the past mangas that we have, you know, that we've encountered. But and I personally feel like maybe something else is going to happen. If, you know what if, I'm saying? If we go into it, like, if, if we go into it too much, we'll probably end up spoiling something. Um, but I'd say just if you're interested, just read Rory Dragon and you'll kind of see what we, what, what, why we're feeling what we feel, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, um, what was the next one you was thinking about, TJ? Aliens Area. Let's get into it. Um, hey, Aliens Area by Fusai Naba. Um, mm-hmm. Think Men in Black, honestly. No, um, I, I mean, the like, end. Straight <laughs> up, straight up. Just think Men in Black, but like, instead of like Will Smith's character getting recruited because, you know, uh, he's just shown that he's ready for that type of thing. It's like, imagine Will Smith's character when he was a child. Well, for one, there was that whole thing with his dad. Shout out Mike Coulter, who played his dad. Uh, but for two, it was like, imagine like Will Smith's character when he was younger, he got implanted with like some type of alien tech. So basically to kind of set the scene, actually, you know, I think Men in Black just did it, right? Aliens live among us, basically. Mm-hmm. Um but specifically, there's like a dish. Actually, you know what? Uh, if you've ever watched the Ultraman manga or watched, if you've read the Ultraman manga you. or watched the Ultraman anime, um, kind of similar concept in that, like there is an alien district in the city, right? Or wherever you live, there's like some type of aliens district. And in this case, I refer to it as the aliens area. But our protagonist, whose name I've already forgotten, shows how much I'm paying attention. But, but, uh, yeah, an accident happened. He was implanted with some alien tech, but he's also got two younger siblings. And so when this accident happened, which was essentially like their their childhood home burning down and killing their birth parents, um, it was like an incident involving an alien, right? So mm-hmm. as a result of that, it's like, homie's down on his luck. Very similar low-key to, well, not super similar to Ayashiman. Uh, I was going to say, like, what is it similar to? But it's a situation where I got to make some money. I got to get this bread so I can like, you know, if my future is written off this, whatever, but my siblings deserve a chance. Right. So I'm going to work my hardest to make sure my siblings are good. Um, That being said, fast forward, another incident happens. It triggers his ability to use this alien tech. And this is where a special bureau, well, representative from a special bureau intervenes and kind of is like, Hey, uh, I know what you're going through. I know what you're about. I have a I have a plan for you. I have a job for you, basically. You know, do this, that, and third. Join me, and not only will we make sure that you and your family are good, but you'll learn about your ability. And right, mm-hmm. and obviously, he makes a choice. You know, to to get this bread to learn more about his ability. But the thing about Aliens Area, it, it's an interesting concept. But I'm not 100% sold on the artwork. And I was talking to this with Matt, or I was talking about this with Matt offline, and it's like. The art, like uh, another manga that made me hesitant due to the artwork was Sakamoto Days. And Sakamoto Days, 
just blew my mind uh, after I got past the first few pages, right? With Aliens Area, although there is like a few instances of like some excellent detailed artwork, and then one of them made it into the manga cap that Matt did, what was it, uh, this past Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time of this recording, it was this past, uh, the, the, the Monday of this week, but it's like, it can get hella detailed too, but I'm still not sold. And I think in part, it might be doing, this is going to sound weird, to the way that children are drawn. And it's like, I, I know that sounds weird to say, but if you if you think about how adults are drawn versus children, it's like the children don't even necessarily look human. Uh, and I told Matt this and hopefully it makes sense to you listeners, but if you've ever read Bobo Bobo Bobo, uh, it feels like a similar-ish vibe where it's like, but with Bobo Bobo Bobo, and I'm probably missing a bow, it made, right. <laughs> it made sense. It made sense that the artwork was the way it was considering the genre. Here, it's like, I think this choice doesn't fit the genre. And I think that's what's making me 50-50 about it. What do you think, man? You know, I think Aliens Area is like this. It's something about it, right? I think the artwork's kind of weird, but it actually doesn't turn me off from it. It's something like kind of quirky about it, even about like the characters and stuff where I'm just kind of like, what am I... respectfully I'm like what am I reading right you know what I'm saying and not even in the sense where like I'm confused by the plot or the characters it's just like as I keep reading it I'm just like yeah I'm just staring at it like this is it doesn't look like anything I think that's really what's uh, has me where I'm reading it too is like I don't it doesn't even look like anything else I'm reading right you know what I'm saying and yeah like I would also agree with the it's like a men in black thing except you know, the new agent is, he has alien power. Right. Um, you know, because he's been abducted. And, you know, to be honest with you, wouldn't be surprised if the, the other guy has that too, since he also has a scar on his head. But right. that's neither here nor there. Scars are a big thing. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, scars are a big thing. Welcome to manga. Right. Um, right. <laughs> right. So, but no, man, I mean, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head as far as aliens area is concerned. Um, and it's also still in its infancy. So just yep. to like... Just to follow up behind TJ, like Roy Dragon is five mount is five eh, five chapters in. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, Aliens area is six chapters in. Yep. And uh, Super Smartphone is only ten chapters in. Yep. So it's definitely more than enough time for people to catch up on it. If that's you know if that's what you fancy, you know yeah. what I'm saying. If that's what you, if you're interested in you know, starting something with us from the beginning, you know, once we make our decision, I think, you know, you guys should just should check them out because they're all, you know, they're all still young in the game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you want to take us into stage S? Yeah, man. So there's another one that uh, I've been reading. I was trying to get TJ into it. Um, I started reading it. Yeah, TJ started it. It's called Stage S. Um, stage S to me has a little bit of that... Uh, Fujimoto on it, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, the um, cover art for it on like Manga Plus is not. Yeah, I should let uh, you know this ain't PG. <laughs> like, yeah, out the gate. Yeah, um, but it is written by Tomoya Harikawa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also just eight chapters in. The interesting thing about Stage S is it drops two chapters every week as opposed to the the typical one that we get. It's mm-hmm. always a double. 
Um, and essentially there's like the main characters, like, you know, spoilers fell in love with uh, one of his childhood friends. And, um, you know, he has like stumbled, he keeps like going to see some like, I'm just going to call it a deity for now. Uh, or demon, I guess. I, I kind of I think, would, I don't think deity is know. the right is the right yeah. way to go about it. Keeps coming across this deity, and um, I'm just gonna I'll leave it at the fact that tragedy befalls this guy, and the deity helps him out, and then right. things ensue going forward. But he has like this incredible power, and like it's weird because not even, I wouldn't even say it's weird, but the thing that I like about it is the scale. Like how many chapters did you get into it? Like about two, probably. No, I'm still on chapter one, man. I just started this recently, recently. Oh no, no, that's fair. Well, it, but you read the first chapter, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like the scale of it. Like they kind of go from something small to something major. Yeah. Like kind of right away. The amount of detail they put in some of the faces, um, it's pretty interesting. But literally, like, I don't know. I just think. I, it feels heavy if that makes any sense. And um, just to supplement what you said too, like the, uh, what was it? The, uh, just listen to the song or whatever, the last uh, Fujimoto one shot. Mm -hmm. uh, the author of Stage S is a person who did the artwork for that. Like Fujimoto just did the script, but yeah. our boy Harikawa was the one who did the artwork. Um, yeah, Tomoya Harikawa is- uh, so There has mean, been he's a Harikawa and Fujimoto collab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so. Wait for that. So if you feel like there's a shoe about to drop, you are probably correct. I'm I'll let you know. This right first chapter, this first chapter, shoes dropping. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's already dropped. You know, so fear not on mm -hmm. that. Um and stage S is is um the second manga from this guy. Really, he had a, a one shot called Raishin Jiko. Mm. Uh it came out a little while back. And so stage S was like. This is uh, Tomoya Harikawa's first, like, serialized manga. Yeah, yeah. So this is, you know, it's his first one. He's trying to get out there, see, you know, just kind of see how people feel about it. But I'm, I like it so far. I'm very curious to see what TJ thinks of it going forward, you know, as he gets, uh, gets caught up on it. I had to, he's getting caught up on stage just like I had to get caught up on Super Smartphone. Yeah. Um, so, you know. That's where we're at. Uh, we also have some other manga that we kind of read personally, um, mm -hmm. but those are a little further ahead. I very recently got caught up on uh, Dan to Dan, another suggestion by Bryce. Mm -hmm. Shout out, Bryce. That manga's insane, uh, but that's 64 chapters in. And, you know, if you guys are interested in that, you can definitely hit us up on social media. And I'm more than willing to, like, talk to you guys about it, you know, if anybody else is interested in it. And you guys uh, know that I'm doing Tokyo Adventures weekly. So <laughs> if you want to talk yeah, about that, hit me up on the DM. The discussions uh, yeah. are open. Yeah, that's the true. The floor is yours. Just make sure yeah. you, if you're hitting us up on the Now Mind You Pod, just please specify which person you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'll do, I think we'll probably figure it out too, like based on the manga you're asking us about. But yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to add, TJ? No. Well, I will say this. Comment, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like yeah. uh, if if you have a strong preference for what manga we should add, like, let us know, right? We're trying to like in, be as inclusive as possible. Yo, we got a Discord, homie. Like, you can let us know on that direct. I will create a topic right now, cause uh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, just let us know what manga you think we should add. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Discord is there. That's where you can reach us. 
obviously on Spotify, you can answer to the topic of the week question that we usually post up with the episode. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's that Instagram post. We'll add it to our to all our stories, all our accounts. We'll add it to our story again. Um, mm-hmm. if, but just to remind you guys, like, you have a say in this, too. Uh, you're our community. You know what I'm saying? We, we appreciate you guys, and we want you to, to have a say in it. So let us know what you think. And if yeah, you have a manga you- that you want to suggest, as long as it's, like, bingeable for us, like, within a week or so, like, we'll, we'll consider it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and also in, in that in that regard, as far as uh, engagement and things like that are concerned, I do take submissions for our weekly uh, manga cap. That is so true. It, shout out Demetrius. He submitted Shout out Demetrius. He's already submitted us one from Berserk. Yep. Um, you know, so that, that will get added. So if you guys want to have any of any you guys have any suggestions or you just see some dope artwork, it doesn't have to be something that we're all already reading. It could yeah. be something that you're interested in. Yeah. Um, just please feel free to shoot us that DM. All that I ask is if you send us the DM one, uh, now mind you, that includes the, uh, just give us a screenshot and just give me the name of the manga and the name of the author because I like proper to credit, credit. everything. Yeah, yeah just proper to give proper credit. credit. And I'll also credit you in the post. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything um, else, my guy? No, nah, man. Take us out. All right. Well, thank you for checking us out. This has been another episode of Now Mind You Podcast. This is, I was about to say chapter 28. Well, damn near, right? Might as well. It's manga. Yeah. It's manga chapter <laughs> we can 28. We can start calling it chapter 28, dude. Yeah, let's get it. And, um, you know, if you guys have any suggestions, again, hit us up on social media at Now Mind You Pod. That's on Discord. That's on Twitter. That's on YouTube. That's on Google Podcasts, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere you look for us, you'll be able to find us. You can find me at Matt Hambrick, M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C. That's also all of my social media. TJ, where can they find you? Well, first and foremost, Matt's got the brand on lock, but you can <laughs> find me, Tuss for skate that's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E on Instagram. Hit me up. Cats, skateboarding, manga, gunpla. <laughs> yeah, all that. <laughs> all that, right? Uh, but yeah, no, I got nothing else, man. Appreciate y'all. All right, we'll see you guys over in the combat episode. Peace out. Your peace. <laughs>